welcome to I I don't know. Where what are what is this? What where what what you know I what think universe the, are we living in right now? I think what that we've already said it was season two about a year ago, and then season two disappeared. Was, <laughs> so let's let's go with this is our reset. This is like undefined season, just a reset, free flowing return to taste buds. Yes. Back by popular or unpopular demand. I don't really know how much I demand we had. I don't even remember the last time we recorded this. Yeah. Uh, I think Brady was still on the Patriots. Yeah. Brady was still on the Patriots. I think um, we were pre-COVID. No, no. We, we did a couple of COVID we did a, episodes. We did, uh, I think, one COVID and then one post-COVID. And then, right. And then COVID happened again. And it's like I, I feel mean, like COVID, and then we were like, we're gonna wait for COVID to end. I and think then, we, I think we eventually reached that point where we're like, let's just wait for COVID to pass, wait for the wave to pass, and then we're now three shots in. Yeah, I mean, I think this pretty well represents everyone's life during COVID, where you're just you're waiting for COVID to end. We think, okay, I'll, things will go back to normal when this wave is over, and then. It's never ending, so we were just like, "All right, we gotta just we gotta jump in, jump right into the deep end, and just get this get this going again." So we're back. So we are back, we're and back. you know, obviously, the food world has changed a lot. Um, you know, a lot of you know sad news coming from restaurants closing down, restaurants having to change everything about how they operate, which we covered a little bit over the past couple episodes. So we're really not going to touch too much on how covid changed the industry because i think that's pretty well documented no at this point. we did have like a pretty i mean we had like a emo type emo episode. very emo yeah where we kind of like lamented the uh fall of a lot of restaurants during covid and then we kind of got over that so let's not let's let's put covid aside for a little bit because we've already we i feel like we've already touched on it and then let's let's dive into another but let's let's say 2.0 taste buds 2.0 taste buds 2.0 um, taste really, buds pro max whatever taste buds max yes um we are very loyal you know we're very thankful for all of our loyal listeners that have stuck around and didn't give up on us and thought that you know maybe the plug, plug was pulled on this thing and you know, it was canceled, but no, we're, we're back and we are going to just pick up right where we left off. Maybe do you want to just almost just like pretend that this is just, we're just rolling. We, this is, we did this last week and we're just rolling, rolling with this. I feel like we're like doing the entourage movie right now where like people are going to listen to be like, all right, I don't know if I needed this, but like, it was good to see them back together. I don't know if like I necessarily needed another version of this. Honestly, if this episode is like the entourage movie, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I feel like, like, let's just, okay. It was good to have them back together. Like, I don't know where necessarily if I need to see them every week, but I did like the feeling of them back together and talking. It is kind of an exhilarating thing to not even know if we're going to do this again. We're just kind of, we're seeing what we're, what do we have in terms of food content to give you? And we're just going to go with the flow on this. So we're here for you guys. Yeah. We here for you. We here for you. Um, and that will, that's a reference to what we're about to get into. Um, and that's our best of the week. Best of the week. So we are bringing this back. So this is a, this is an old callback. (laughs) We've done a lot of thinking creatively about how we can juice up and spruce up the show a little bit. Let's go right back. Let's go back to best of the week. Best of the week. So it's been like a year and a half since we've best of the last two years. Um, no best. Okay. Let's stick with the week. Um, so everyone that's listened to the past knows the drill. Best thing I ate, listened to, or ate, watched, and listened to. Um, 
Brandon, let's start us off. All right. So we're just going over the past week. Which, just the past week. You know, I haven't had any any crazy meals last week. But I will say this. I, I, I want to use this opportunity to shout out a restaurant that I think kind of flies under the radar. And that's Shoujo. So Chinatown. A, I've been there a couple times over the past month, month and a half. Um, and it is, I've fallen in love with Chinatown, um, since I've moved to the South end and it's been like a 15 minute walk for me and I didn't know much about Chinatown. So this is a shout out to all of Chinatown. And I think Shoujo is kind of, I don't think it necessarily represents the, like the, the complete essence of Chinatown in, in the traditional sense, but it, it's kind of that new age China, Like I think the owner of the restaurant, um, you know, it, his parents had owned a Chinese restaurant right next door. And he's bringing this kind of new energy to Chinatown. Really good. They have, um, they they have these duck fat fries, which are amazing. Uh, these egg eggplant um, buns, bao buns. Um, so a lot of you know traditional things, but in a new and exciting kind of environment. And I think that the, the drinks you'd really go for for the for the uh, for the vibe in there. It's a really cool vibe. Um, usually buzzing on like a Thursday or Friday night. Um, and just all in all, Chinatown is is a gr- I, I've have a whole new appreciation for Chinatown as a neighborhood and it's it's yeah amazing food food scene within Boston which I think is underappreciated yeah it's kind of Chinatown you know geographically in Boston is sort of in a lost area of Boston because you know the seaport was built up and you know so and then you had the south end being built up but then there was this little pocket of where it was like kind of near downtown crossing but then you haven't you're not in the south end it kind of got forgotten. There was not a lot of development in that area, but very underrated food scene. Yeah. Um, very underrated food scene. Uh, there's obviously like gourmet dumpling house mm-hmm. and a lot of restaurants like that. They're kind of like the old mainstays, but then yeah, Shoujo, I have been there several years ago, probably around when they first opened. Um, and I've got to get back there. It is very, very good. They yeah. ran- randomly have a Logan airport. Uh, <laughs> they randomly have one at the, at the airport, which yeah. is, was an interesting move for them. I don't know if that necessarily it's doing well. I mean, it's always an it could be a completely separate podcast, like airport food. Yeah, and there, you know, there is. Yeah, and Logan Airport does have a few of these restaurants, which are like kind of they're they're clearly used as just like marketing for the restaurant. Yeah. Um, and I have not been to that location, I, so I, I don't know. But it's kind of like a quick service. Yeah. Yeah, that it's makes not sense. like a sit down. It's like they they put like their three best items in the or four best items, whatever. Um, yeah. But you know, if it's gonna get people to go to Shoujo, maybe maybe you know, right. maybe yeah. a little bit counts. No, I mean it was I'm happy to see Shoujo sticking around and it's yeah, like I said, Chinatown I we could have a whole separate episode on, on where to go in Chinatown. There's just there's so many so many good spots and it brings me back to my Southeast Asia days, kind of just being over there and, and, and you know, experiencing some, some new stuff over there. So all right, that's enough about my Chinatown experience. What is your best thing that you ate? All right, so I have to pick my spots um, with what where we go to eat now because um, you know a lot has changed for me since we oh, last. Oh yes, how did this has, not get brought up? A yet? lot has changed for, in my life since we last were on. I mean, it's r- crazy to say this, but uh, you know, Brian, obviously, you know, we have an eight month old, and um, and so now life is very different for me. You know, I it's not like we can on a whim just say like, let's go try this other, this new restaurant. You know, I can't, you know, I'm not like, you know, with Brandon, you like go on a whim. You're like, I'm going to walk Chinatown tonight. Yeah. Right. Not happening for me. Yeah. So we're picking our spots and, um, you know, but when we can get, uh, a sitter for, for Asher, um, 
we really like this restaurant. It's not even a restaurant. It's a um, it's a bar at the bottom of the Newbury Hotel. A new hotel. They've redid uh, the old Taj in Back Bay of Boston. Really highly recommend. It's called Street Bar. And it's um, operated by Major Food Group, who does Carbone in New York. They have a bunch of other restaurants. And Jacqueline and I, this has kind of become our go-to restaurant in Boston, even though, again, it's not really a restaurant. It's mostly for a bar, uh, but they do have, like, a small menu. Great burger. That's what I'm going to give the shout-out to right now is the burger. Uh, but great for people watching. Mm. It's just a, It's just a cool spot. And whenever we do get out, we find – and we want to go into Boston, uh, we do find ourselves going there. We've probably been there, like, five or six times already. And uh, nice small menu, but re- really great. And uh, and again, it's kind of always a scene there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice, especially where, where you're at now, where you find those couple spots that you're like, all right, this is great for a date night. You know, what you're getting like yeah. it's, it's good drink. I mean, anything that has like really good drinks and a couple good food options, that's really all you're looking right. for and it's a good not, vibe. Right, not a huge menu. You're going there's like a burger, there's maybe like three other entrees, and then a bunch of bar snacks. But all the bar snacks we've gotten are really great and uh they don't take reservations you walk right in we've never had a problem getting a table very underrated spot so if you live in boston and you're looking for a it's honestly a great date spot yeah um it's absolutely. a great first second date because you can get drinks and you can get some bar snacks but yeah street bar at the newbury is 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 we went last saturday so that was the my best of the week okay wait are you not going to talk about the last time you went there and what happened yeah so i don't want to <laughs> i didn't want to get into this if we, you didn't bring it up but oh, oh! You were waiting for me to bring well, it up. Well, I didn't want to like take too to much your time. own heart. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so go ahead. Okay, so we get there on uh, last Saturday. We get there and um, we I, I we walk in and okay. sitting on the couch in kind of right at the entrance is Stanley Tucci, who uh, hopefully our listeners know who that is. A very well known actor. He did a um, he's done a lot of movies. Um, and he's also, you know, most recently known for uh, the show on CNN where he's going through Italy and, and uh, visiting all the towns and regions and finding all the best food spots. Um, so he's sitting on the couch. I'm the type where I don't want to go up to anybody. Um, Jacqueline's the opposite. Jacqueline literally would have just gone up to him in a second. And I'm kind of like, no, 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 wait for him to get up. Like, I don't really want him to, you know, get bothered. So she eventually does go up to him. And he could not have been nicer um he was just he was asking us about our baby and he was asking us you know we told him we wanted to go to italy next year he was like oh here's where you need to go could not have been nicer incredible and it's just you know it was a nice little it was a nice uh you know it's 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 nice when a celebrity is living lives up to what you think they're going to be like yeah um you know i've had a couple you know i've talked about in the podcast like i've had random run-ins like you know, David Chang, I met a couple years ago. He was the same way. You know, exactly the way you think he would be is how he was. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was kind of a cool thing because we met him right at the start of the night. So then obviously we, we sat down and that's all we talked about uh, when we were there. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that was kind of a crazy, you know, crazy uh, celebrity run. You guys have a knack for finding these celebrities I mean, and I, also going up to them because like I like oh, you said, it, one person in the relationship has to be. Yeah. Like, I'm not that person. Yeah, I'm not either. So, yeah, it's 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 you never know what the type of mood the cele- like they're going to be in. You don't want to overstep, but it sounds like Tucci, you know, like we were talking about. If you if those shows that he does where he he goes out through all of Italy, it's like you kind of do see him interact with 
random people of all walks of life. So it is nice to see that that's like that he's bringing that almost to like his everyday life. Yeah, he's he was exactly the way you would think yeah. he would be. He was really personable. I even at one point said like, all right, let's just I'll let you get back to whatever you were doing. And he sort of pulled us back in and said, oh, no, wait, you know, and tell me more about, you know, wh- where you want to go in Italy and you know, are you bringing the baby? Like he was like, he was asking us all these questions like that. So, um, yeah, definitely a great, a great guy. And, uh, you know, we're, um, you know, it was, a, it was a cool celebrity, uh, running. All right. So let's now get into best thing we watched of the week and pretty much pretty boring that we're, I think we've done this before. We are both picking the same one. So let's just have a general discussion about the show we're, we're picking. Um, it's succession. Uh, hopefully there's a lot of listeners out there have watched it um yeah i think this season was like the 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 one season where it got kind of blew open mainstream i think like the first season was a little like it hadn't built the following but the last two seasons it's really come into its own and this season it's been incredible so i think like every episode feels like it should be the best out of the last couple episodes it's Every episode's like the best thing we watched. Essentially, yeah. I mean, it's it's um it's the type of show that, and this happens with a lot of the great like pantheon television shows, is like really kind of hits its stride like season three, and it happened with the shows like Breaking Bad and Mad Men, and even The Sopranos kind of came out of the gate a little quicker. But um, I, I feel like they get to a point where the writers just are are hitting on all cylinders, and that's kind of where Succession is now. Um, I actually will be honest, you know, I thought the first two or three episodes of Succession ever were were pretty like they were finding themselves a little mm-hmm. bit. And then at the end of season one, you know, I don't want to I don't know how much we want to spoil. But with the events of the season one finale, I think that's where they sort of went. They took that leap, took a little bit more of a leap next year, uh, la- uh, last season. And then this season's just been tremendous. Every episode. Just yeah, it's it's the writing is incredible. And the acting, I mean, every the ensemble, um, I, I would say like. In general, I tr- you try you got to give a show like three episodes to really get into the stride, hit its stride, and that that I took me a couple times to get through with Succession, but um, the you, you start to really grow to know the characters inside and out, and you know, and and it's just it's the, the performances on that show. Every every actor just feels like they are that character. Um, yeah, and the the cool thing about Succession is that, you know, you start the show thinking, and this isn't spoiling anything, you start the show thinking that Kendall is the sort of the main character that you're rooting for. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you're supposed to be in his corner, and this is like, the this is the hero of the show. And you quickly realize that the show is not like that, mm-hmm. and it's very unconventional. And, mm-hmm. and it's basically a show of all antiheroes. Yep. And no one is really a great person. And uh, I think that's the most clever thing the show has done is it's showing like pretty awful people overall. Yeah. But you're kind of rooting for them at all different points. And it's not like a very conventional like I, I'm going to pick. This is the guy I'm rooting yep. for in this show. Yep. Um, and so that's, you know, even with shows like, you know, like a, like a Mad Men, Don being a very flawed and just a bad person, you're rooting for him. Uh, same with Tony Soprano, same with Walter White, but with Succession, you're really not rooting for anybody, mm-hmm. and that and that's like a kind of a it's kind of a uh, interesting twist they they've done, and it's just it's just tremendous writing and yeah, very I excited mean, for the finale. That's that's the beauty of the show is that you're always searching for that character to root for, and the, the show like no is aware of that, so right. like it uses that against you, and it it's it's really twisted like how just 
how it manipulates you and rooting for a character and then like you know then you realize how awful the character is and then you moved on to another character it's it, it's 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 really hitting its stride and there's been some good cameos this season yeah um the story i mean and there's a great piece from the new yorker which i'm sure people have seen on twitter about jeremy strong local guy that um he he how he gets into the characters that he plays um not always in the best light, did not show him necessarily in the no. best light but you really do appreciate the lengths that he goes to get you know because that's one of the best performances on tv in recent memory so i mean it's definitely worth it for that alone um but I mean, it's just a lot of fun to watch it it's is a, it's a yeah. fun show to it watch is. it's it's you like spending time with these people even though they're so awful um yeah and it's funny it's dramatic it's it's just a it's just the, the writing is just like they're 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 hitting on all cylinders like i said and and it's it, it's like you could tell a lot of these writers came from a comedy background because the they're so it's so quick it's almost like a sorkin script yeah and that's really the beauty of it. It's kind of like Veep in some ways. We right. talked about Veep. Um, some writers from Veep, I think, were part yep. of the show. Um, yeah, we won't beat this over the head too no. much, um, but just just watch it. It's just it's an incredible show. Yeah. Um, all right. So, best thing we listen to. Um, well, so, I'll just I'll quickly yeah, get mine. Just out of get the yours way. out of the I'll way. I'll get mine out of the way. Uh, the Ringer does a a. It's called the TV a Prestige TV podcast. It's every week they do a couple episodes on like. Uh, you know, shows that are on right now, whether it be like Succession or Yellowstone or any of the other prestige shows, um, they do a really good podcast on, um, they do a really good uh, Succession every week. They do a recap. Highly recommend it for anyone watching the show. Yeah, The Ringer has a lot of good podcasts. Yep. All right. And we've talked about them extensively, as I have talked about this podcast extensively. Um, and th- that podcast is Dissect. So, I obvi- I think a lot of my friends know, and I think I've mentioned on the podcast that Mac Miller is kind of like my guy, and it, you know I always re- he was I think my third or whatever on Spotify Wrapped, even though he's unfortunately he's been passed he passed away two, three years ago now, um, and his music is still kind of it still resonates and and dissect what that episode what that podcast does it goes episode by episode into each of his songs on his most recent two albums which kind of rounded out his discography and um it just is really a special you know even if you don't appreciate mac i think anyone that listens to the podcast will now see his music in a new light and it touches on themes about what he was going through with his mental health and um how he was really trying to figure himself out and i think a lot of people especially during covid like mental health is a huge thing where people were really investing time into into um, you know, whether it be online therapy, headspace, all this stuff. Um, and Mac, um, you know, was a little bit of ahead of his time in, in, in dis- openly displaying his battles with mental health. And it really just brought all of that stuff to light. And a lot of st- time with music, you just, you don't, you kind of gloss over lyrics, you, you, you take things at face value, but like, it, it does help to have someone that studies music and someone that, kind of knows the backstory and the context a lot of the stuff that mac they bring up interviews from him um in the past and and his his references to certain things so like it it you know it's it's not like he's they're overthinking every lyric which a lot of people think um sometimes with these with these music podcasts they do but they 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 do such a nice job of of um really giving the full scope of of the work that he's you know his whole body of work and how it comes to fruition in this in his last couple albums um so amazing highly recommend tuning in to dissect all right 
So that is the best of the week. Yes. Okay. okay. So, Mike, do you want to move into mailbag next? Is that, are we doing a full mailbag episode or are there any topics you want to talk about from the world of food at um, this point? I think we, we can kind of keep this free flowing. I think we should move into the mailbag. I think people like the mailbag. And that will maybe spawn yeah, some. Yeah, we'll spawn some different like different, topics. Yes, different topics. Okay, yeah, so, so mailbag was one thing that we know a lot of people really liked and we wanted to go back to it. Um we got, you know, submissions from all over the country, as we, we always did, do. Yeah, Our listeners don't forget about us and from every corner of the country. It's it's we were actually the fourth most listened to podcast in Montana. Yes. That's actually yeah, yeah. we were the fourth most listened to podcast involving two people talking about food in upstairs conference room at a container leasing company yes podcast. we might i mean for us there to be other podcasts yes. ahead of us is so actually kind of concerning there, was, there were actually there were three others so <laughs> i want to know i need guys. to know i okay so but we're number four no i you know being top four of anything it's 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 a special feeling so i do appreciate it. and we did get our spotify wrapped uh our Spotify wrap for our podcast, which we haven't recorded in a year and a half, and they gave us our 2021 year in review. And oh. there was someone in Denmark in Brazil that listened okay. to us. So okay. All right. I'm not exactly sure what how our podcast is making it over there and who's bringing it. Maybe some Eagle Leasing employees are, are telling their families about it. Or Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, people hear us, you know, it's it's uh, we're international. We are internet. We're we officially are. international. We are international. It feels it feels like we've entered into a new realm and that's really what motivated us to, to come back and, and bring it even more international. You know, that's, that's what we're doing it for. Yeah. We were going to come back. And then when I saw the the person listening in Denmark, I said, okay, this is going to, this is big. This is, we need to, we need to come back for that, for that yeah, guy. We're doing that guy's that. in Denmark. Like where's another episode? He's listening to our episode with Mark Eagle and yes. being like, wow, this is now, America. And he's now a sommelier. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He, he, he's, we've motivated him to become a sommelier. He's, yeah. Um, all right. So let's do mailbag. All right. Um, let's, let's see what the mailbag questions we got. Let's open up the, uh, let's open up the okay. mailbox here. Um, so we got, okay. Do we want to start with Priscilla's question? Or? Yeah, so let's start with Priscilla. Okay, Priscilla. Uh, Priscilla in Fall River. Okay, um, one of our local mailbags. Yeah, this is a yeah, local this one. A local this is a local one. one. Well, Fall River, got, Mass. Yeah, Fall River, Mass. This not Fall in, River, Denmark. No, not Fall River, Denmark. Um, beautiful Fall River. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, yeah, Fall River. Don't really have much to say about Fall River food scene down there. Uh, Fall River, one of those places that sounds nicer than it is. <laughs> I think you would. You look if someone was from out of town and said Fall River, they probably would think it was like a really nice town, beautiful yes. neighborhood. Uh, I, you know, certainly you're, recommend. You're stomping on Priscilla's like yeah. hometown. I'm here. sorry, Priscilla. Okay, Priscilla, she you know may what? not be writing to us anymore. After That's that fine. One. That's fine, Priscilla. Um, okay, so I'll <laughs> read it. So. Priscilla is asking us, okay, um, she's asking us to cut out one, okay, if you have to cut one out from your diet forever, pick one. And then she gave us a couple different lists. So, okay, so you have to cut out one from your diet forever. Okay, so I think what she means is that um, I'm trying to get in the head of mind of Priscilla here. Okay, she gave us very little to work with. All right, so the first group, we have to pick one item out of this, each group um, if we had to remove it forever. You know, we had to pick one out of these items to live with, to live without forever. Does that make sense? All right, let's just go into okay, it. Okay, so let's do the let's first. Just, let's just go into it. 
All right. So we got sushi, pasta, pizza, or burgers. So, so we, we essentially have to just pick one of those. So one of those has to be cut out. We can never have it again. Yes. Okay. Um, this really isn't that difficult for me. Wow. Um, it's not. And I'm going to go sushi. Because the thing is with sushi, first of all, I'm going to give you two things. One is that I just had a pregnant wife who couldn't eat sushi. And I, you know, in solidarity, did not eat sushi. And I didn't miss it. Honestly, try going a few months without sushi. You will not miss it. And now I will say that now we're having sushi again. And when I have had sushi, it's it can be amazing. I would say I would argue that most sushi... 90% of it tastes kind of the same. And then you get like that 10% that's like unbelievable. Yeah. But how often are you having that 10% that's unbelievable? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to let you, is that, are you finished? So I'm finished. So I'm going to go sushi. I, I mean, pasta, how could anyone pick that? I, that's a bizarre answer. Uh, pizza and burgers are just too much part of the, what I, you know, the comfort food stuff for me. So sushi, get out of there. I'm done. Okay. Wow. This seems like you're actually taking this. Well, seriously. no, I'm not done, but yeah, I'm saying okay. pr- in Priscilla's uh, fantasy of us. Priscilla, <laughs> Pris- I'd love to hear Priscilla's answer. I guess I, it must I, not Priscilla be. Priscilla maybe should 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 maybe write in again and go. Priscilla's going to come at me and say like, "You haven't tried sushi. Yeah. The sushi yes. place in Fall River. Fall River. It's We're about un- to go. That's going to be our next gonna trip. Be, is yeah, going down to Fall going River. Going down to Fall River. She's like, you, "You're not. Don't ever don't, say that. Yeah, don't ever say that. Uh, but all right, I'm eliminating sushi. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to pick burger. What? That's that's wild. That's that's a crazy take. It's not a crazy take. Yeah. No. That's first that's of all, nuts. your your whole argument around oh, I could live without this food and it was easy. Like I think you could like I, I if you had said that for any of these, maybe not pasta. I could sushi, pizza, burger. You could have you would have had that same argument for any of those. I, I you you know that that's true. No, because the thing is, you're forgetting, Brandon, is that like for their instance with the burger. The burger is a huge staple of sort of like a fallback option at every restaurant. Yeah, you I, are. I guess. Like, how I just, often are you having like amazing sushi? I, I guess the, the the good sushi that I have stands out so much in my mind in terms of like it it, it keeps me on the sushi train, and I can't I I wouldn't be able to never have like the the the, the amount of like how much that expands my culinary palate and. It, this is gonna sound. It just it, there's there's something about like sushi which almost like gives me faith in, like in the culinary experience in a way that I can't really ex- I can't really explain. It's like I I need sushi to keep 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 feeding those taste buds. I mean burgers are like I can I can majority of the burgers I'm having are are pretty much for for straight comfort like the Shake Shacks of the world or In-N-Out like I you know I, I can live without getting like a steakhouse burger like I don't like there's other things on that menu that I'm gonna have so realistically what this is cutting out is me not having that urge to go to Shake Shack which you know if I go to Shake Shack there are other things I guess this is taking into account every burger variation not just beef burgers but you know, no. veggie burgers, anything like that. Yeah, veggies. which I'm okay with. I Salmon am okay. Burgers. I am okay with that. Um, pizza, you know, 
that's one of those things that's a staple for me when I go to an Italian restaurant at any and in just having like the best pizza like living like living in New York and, and visiting like New Haven all those places that that I need to keep in the rotation pasta is obvious I think that's that's we can both agree that's definitely the one that we're going to keep but for me sushi just has a special place in my heart if I if I'm really craving sushi nothing's going to satisfy that crave burger if I'm craving a burger I but, could go in a different direction right but you're going to lose the craving with sushi if you haven't had it in a little bit I know and I don't want to lose that craving okay then that's that's kind of my point here is that there's such a there's that upper echelon of sushi that just makes it, it's the best it's the best food I can even like it would almost be my last meal is the best sushi can we at least agree though that like takeout sushi is yeah. it doesn't always cut it no, okay i could say if you're just putting takeout sushi i would agree with you i'm okay with eliminating that honestly but yeah like takeout sushi for me is i'm my my palate is like to reach the point where i like have such a high bar for what i like in sushi now like i don't know i, I, mean, I agree with you i think that that's part of growing up and having that good sushi it kind of spoils all of the mediocre sushi for for burgers it's like I don't I don't know. The best burger I've ever had is not something where I'm like I, I don't know. I, I don't like I don't I no. don't think about that experience as I'm almost I, I, I do like the shake shack like those everyday burgers a little bit better. Um, but I don't need that. I, I, I don't know. This is maybe how I feel right now. I don't need that. I okay. Don't need those that's burgers. fair. That's why. I've and maybe I didn't do it. I didn't do a good job of explaining it. But that's just how I feel. All right. All right. So there is another group on there. Do you want to skip over it? Yeah, we can talk about it real quick. Um, Priscilla had also a second category. I mean, this is just the fact Priscilla that had a the, two part the guts on her to do a two-parter <laughs> right out of the gate. Chicken, salmon, tuna, or steak? Now, a little confusing. The tuna, is that like tuna fish or? Just take it for, it's every variation of tuna. I mean, I guess I'd have to go tuna since I just eliminated sushi, and, and why would I also? Why would I otherwise want tuna? All right, like you, no tuna fish, like having a tuna oh, fish sandwich. I don't need tuna fish. I would say I think I I will say chicken. I think is very overrated. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not gonna say it just because. And I don't even really eat a lot of chicken. I don't know. I you know what, Priscilla, this one is kind of stupid. Chicken or chicken or tuna, I don't really care about. I guess I'll go chicken just because I've always, I've never really been a huge chicken fan. Yeah, I mean, I and I do probably, like tuna. I'm surprised that she didn't put like pork or anything on there. Yeah, that yeah. is a weird one. Like turkey, she or left pork out or? some. Uh, turkey would be an easy one for both of us, I yeah. think. Um, I mean, yeah, chicken is. I mean, I don't. When's the last time you had chicken? Well, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I, I've I have it like sometimes we'll have it like we'll do like like we'll make chicken during the week. Like that's not. That oh, we got Chick Fil A. We had Chick Fil A the other day. Oh, um, that's true. We did have that. But, but yeah, I, I I could live without chicken. For okay. Sure. All right. So we're and both it's in funny because chicken's not usually something that people are like. I don't eat chicken really. Like everyone eats chicken, but I think everyone's like okay with not eating chicken. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Um. All right. So. Okay. Okay, Priscilla. Good question. Kind of a weird second part of it, but that's fine. Um, have fun at Fall River. Um, okay. So second question is going to be Rod Strong. 
in Great I love Falls. It. We have some last names and some no last names. He, no, but this guy wrote in an email and he specifically had to put that his last name was Strong. I'm not sure if they I think related if you to have if you have the last name Strong, you yeah, have to put it. It's that strong. It's I mean, that I don't know if you're related to Jeremy Strong. I don't really get, Rod no, but Strong. Rod Strong in Great Falls, Montana. I told you we're the fourth most listened to broadcasts uh, of uh, two people talking about food upstairs in an office. And it's uh, thanks and to it's, Rod Strong. And it's thanks to Rod yeah, Strong. Rod Strong was the one guy. Great Rod Falls. Strong. We're, I we need to do a food tour of Great Falls. I need to hear how the food yeah. scene is over there. So That's he says, fantastic. Rod Strong, big fan of the podcast. I, he hasn't, I mean, we haven't done one wow. in two years. Yeah. Um, big fan of the podcast. Visiting Boston for a weekend for work. And I'm allowed to expense one dinner, but the other night I'm on my own. Where do I go? Oh, okay. So Rod Strong's going to be here. So maybe wow. we'll get him as a guest. Yeah, maybe we will. All right. So first of all, Rod, if you are free on a Sunday, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll record a pod and we can talk yeah. about the food scene in Great Falls. We might need to do that. Okay. Um, this is I. Have, we both have not seen these questions before. So okay. this is completely, uh, we're completely riffing on this. Yeah, we're riffing a little bit. So basically, Rod's here for two nights, I'm gathering. And one of them, he can go all out, I'm guessing, because yep. he's expensing it. Yep. So go all out. And then the second he's going to be on his own, so we don't want too expensive, more of a fun um, restaurant. But we wanted to have fun both nights. So, okay. So for I actually know. Okay, I know what I'm going to do for the expense dinner. Okay. Um, now this is a little weird. After I just said I'd get oh, rid of sushi. You son of a bitch. No, you're not going to know what I'm going to say. Okay, I think you but know. even I, the fact that you're picking sushi after no, no, saying no. that you would eliminate no, it from no, no. your diet. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying I want to eliminate it. Priscilla asked if I had to. If okay, I had to pick all right. something, tell that to Rod Strong. No, Rod Strong, don't need to eliminate. It. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying don't eliminate <laughs> it. Um. So there's a sushi restaurant. It's not strictly sushi. It's Japanese. It's a. Um. It's like a Japanese bistro. They call it. Um. It's called Uni. Uh, we've talked about Ken Oranger on this podcast a lot. He's got Little Donkey and Toro and Copa, and his other uh, fourth restaurant is called Uni. It's in Back Bay. It is, uh, I think, a great um, answer to this question just simply because it can get expensive. You know, it's it's big on sashimi, and um, they have a lot of other small dishes and, and sushi rolls, and it can get expensive, but it's also a really fun vibe. I think it would show Rod a great time. And he um, he could see a cool part of Boston, and he could have a, a fun night. He could sit at the sushi bar on his own. I don't know if he's traveling with someone. That's a great thing to he sit could, at. Alone. That's the thing. It's true. That was part of Damn. my answer. He can sit at the sushi bar. Yeah. Because I've sat at the sushi bar with Jacqueline. It's great. It's a good special occasion place. Or you know, we can he can expense whatever he wants to. Yeah. Assuming there's no limit for this yep. company he's yep. at. Yeah. Um, Great restaurant in Boston. So, and this is kind of what I talk about. That most sushi, I don't, you know, I don't really like anymore. But then there's that ten percent where you're getting unbelievable sushi, and this this qualifies. So, I would say night one, go to Uni. What's your night? Okay, one? night one. Um, I might cheat on this a little bit. Okay. Okay. So okay. I might because I I've always done. You know, we talk so much about Ken Oranger and Little Donkey and Toro and Copa. So I'm going to stay away from the Uni cor- cor- like Toro Copa. Um, category I, I any of those would be a great night night one i think going balling out in any oh, of those restaurants yeah, any of those but i'm going to go a little bit a different way here um i don't know if this is allowed but i would uh i, I can you can you start your night at one place and a place that's across the street maybe do like appetizers because i'm thinking doing some some raw bar appetizers at b and g 
Okay. And like then oysters. And okay. then hopping, going down the street to Myers and Chang and balling out there. Okay, I I'll that, accept that answer. Okay. That's kind of cheating. Um, you are no, but then I two. and then I'm gonna throw in la- late night sushi roll at Oishi across the street. Oh, that's too much. Okay, well okay. that that's a murderous that's, row. Uh, right you, I had to pick one. All right, restaurant. so one restaurant. I I just had an amazing meal at Myers and Chang. That's probably the most recent great meal that I've had. Um, and I mean outside of Chojo, which I already talked about. But yeah, I would say B and G is great for oyster, like oysters. Great seafood, um, kind of satisfies the Boston quintessential eating seafood. Um, get, getting that fix, and then Myers and Chang is just that's outside of the the Ken Oranger world that we live in uh, normally. Uh, I think Joanne Chang has something with Myers and Chang right across from, um, right pretty much down the street from B and G, and right across from Oishi. I think that's like those three restaurants being so close to each other. That's why I love living in the South End, to be honest, and where I'm at in the South End. So that would be those would be my three. But if I just simplify it to one, I would I would Myers and Chang. I, I love I just I don't know. That's top of mind right now. OK, so I'm going to because you just cheated a little bit. I'm going to cheat a little bit, yeah, too. That's fine. So what for I'm going to say for night two. Yeah, I'm going to say go to Hanover Street. Oh, you motherfucker. And, st- and stumble in yeah. to any restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Just no, stumble in. I was going to say the same thing, but I got to I got to okay, pivot. Okay. So you'll have to pivot. But we I think we both sort of know why I'm saying it. It's just like when you've never been to Boston, you've got to you hit up the North End. Yep. Some restaurants are expensive, some restaurants are not. Most of them are not. Like you can get a great meal and not go crazy. Um it's just a fun scene and really anywhere is good. I would say North End there's like I would say that most of them are probably on the same level. Yep. Um, so yeah, stumble into anywhere. Um, I'm trying to think of a few like Nico's really good. Yeah. See, like there's a couple like Mari and Brico that are kind of a little higher end. Um, Asagio's really good. Um, Benevento, I've been to. Um, there's a couple others that I'm missing. Okay. Um, but uh, Uno is a good one. I like Uno. Jacqueline and I went there. Um, underrated. Um, so, yeah, stumble into anywhere, and Rod, you'll have a good night. Okay. Wow. I mean, you can't art, you know, because I built night one with the intention of That's night fine. two being— We can have the same night two. Yeah, all right. I'll give a little bit. Choose your own adventure for Rod, depending okay. on maybe he's not into Italian. Um, there's a couple other options here. So, obviously, I think if you're coming to Boston— north end for food stumbling in anywhere and it's not that expensive which is the beauty of it um another area which we talked about already is chinatown which is also a, a nice area to kind of stumble around you know shoujo is a great place for drinks um there's a lot of these little you know avana sushi is great has a little sushi bar that's great um and then the gourmet dumpling house like there yeah. are a lot of options there um you can either you can even do a dim sum on sunday you know doing like a like a like like a like a sunday brunch situation in, in chinatown um, but, you know, I think that you'd be missing out on a lot of great Cambridge food if you didn't That's check the thing. out Cambridge, which Cambridge is Cambridge is tough. Like even when, um, you know, I have friends visiting or Jack on his friends visiting and we're always like recommending restaurants. It's it's really hard to kind of forget Cambridge. Cambridge has the sneaky best food scene. Yeah. Um, there's so many neighborhoods of Cambridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, like a place like Julia, which I know, Brandon, you've never been yep. to. Um, that's an amazing restaurant. Obviously, Little Donkey, we talk about all the time. Um, I really like a place you just went to, Longfellow Bar. Yep. Great bar great. in uh, in uh, Harvard Square. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of places. Yeah. Longfellow Bar is great. Oleana. Oleana is great. Really Sarma. good. Sarma. I've never um, been to, but I've heard. 
Yeah, I mean, Davis Square has some good spots, too. I mean, Dachshund we've talked about. That might actually, if we're talking about cheap eats in Boston, um, Dachshund, you know, that was my best meal, I think, of a couple years ago. Uh, the, you know, the, all of the, everything on that menu is, like, under $15, and it's all, like, unbelievable Thai food. So that might be up there in the conversation. So I guess, Rod, I'm going to give you some options here. If you're into the Italian thing, go down to the North End for the second night. And then if you're into more Asian vibes... You can either pick between Chinatown, going to Shoujo, or Dachshund if you really want that Thai food. Um, so, not a, a little bit of a non-answer, but um, I, you know, I'm giving Rod some options. So maybe he's, you know, he's got a very specific taste. Yeah, and if you go, I should have mentioned if you go in the summer, Rod. You know, I know that you're on your own budget for night two, but Mare has a roof deck in the summer. In the, I, they have it probably all year round, but in the summer, it's, like, amazing. And you just get some apps. Yep. Maybe get some apps, get a pizza at Regina maybe. You know, you know, you don't have to or Ernesto's or wherever. But, um, yeah, the Mare roof deck is great. Uh, but I think that Rod's going to have a good weekend. Yeah, this is a lot of options here. A lot um, of options. You can't but... go wrong. Um, you know, the, the, you could spend – you know, we're still exploring places we've never been. We've been living here for a while. So Rod, Rod, Rod will have to come back for a second weekend at some point. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing for work, but I don't know what Montana he's doing for work. To Boston. And maybe he'll be on the podcast. A quick thing about Myers and Chang is that if he's going alone, great uh, counter at Ooh. the uh, right in front of the open kitchen that I love at Myers and Chang. That's a great spot. The chefs will like hand you the food, one yep. of those kinds of places. Another good place. Eating alone is like we could have another episode on where to where the best places are to eat yeah, alone. Not eat that alone. I've necessarily eaten alone at a lot of these places, but I've noticed it. Uh, Sportello is another one. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, Sportello was actually on my consideration for giving Rod a suggestion. Uh, they have Sportello, a great counter. Because they have a counter. Yeah, yeah it's so counter. funny. Like eating alone, you know, it's not like I re- ever do it. I've, I can't remember the last time I ever ate alone, yeah. but I do respect it. I, it's, well, yeah, especially if you're traveling. If you're traveling, yeah. it's kind of, it's an underrated thing. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's like you're kind of, you, you're, it's sort of socially acceptable now. You know, yeah, a lot yeah. of people travel for business. Um, you know, especially now, you know, post. You know, actually, I can't even say post COVID, but yeah, right. I think it'll it'll pick back up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I I definitely respect it. Okay. All right. So, so those are two juicy questions. I so think good that questions. we yeah, really good. And then we have this question. All right. So this is the last mailbag <laughs> question we have. It's from Jeff in New York City. Now we did have a Jeff in New York City two years ago that wrote in mailbag questions about going on dates and stuff. And I hope that this is not the same guy because, well, maybe it is. I'm not <laughs> maybe gonna, it is. No, I'm not going to hate on Jeff. Jeff's actually one of our most loyal listeners. We don't know. It could be a different Jeff, but no, I think, it I think it's the Jeff. same guy. Yeah. yeah there's only is. one Jeff in New York. Jeff, yeah. Um, yeah. Jeff's yeah. a loyal listener. So we'll give him a shout out. Um, so Jeff from New York city is asking, um, is asking for steak sauce at a restaurant offensive or not offensive? Hmm. Okay. I yeah. I think this is a this is a is not a straightforward answer because I, I know that Jeff was probably thinking of there's one example where I would say asking for steak sauce is okay and there's it's it's Peter Luger in terms of the places that I've been to that have a signature steak sauce that you can like buy in stores because yeah. that's like their thing. So that's I would say Peter Luger is the one. Maybe exception that might be the me. one exception ever. Yeah, that's the one exception because when I when we initially got this question in, I actually was offended even when Jeff asked the question. Um, I as a foodie, I mean, you know, that's kind of like rule number one. Yeah. You don't ask for steak sauce in a steakhouse. Like if you go to Capitol Grill, wherever one of these steakhouses, that's just like not something you do. It yeah. also like means you kind of don't appreciate steak. You probably order your steak medium well. Um, right. 
But Peter Luger is kind of the one place where that's like a thing. It is a thing. And it has a different it's a completely different steak sauce. It's like almost a sweeter. It's kind it's of like, like a cocktail a, sauce. It's kind of like shrimp cocktail sauce. Yeah, it is. Um so that's kind of the one exception. Um so I would say that that's the yeah, that's the one time it's acceptable, but otherwise don't do that. All right. So, yeah, th- that was a pretty black and white question. Is there anything else related to steak um, accessories that you would you would want to talk about like are you a guy that orders a steak a poivre or steak peppercorn steak or anything i I do like that i do like the poivre. i like the peppercorn i do think those sauces can enhance what's what is the what do do they call it when they add the crab on top oh um oscar no yeah oscar right yeah oscar yeah yeah that's kind of i've done that once that's extra that's baller that is baller. That's that's, baller. that's maybe Rod Strong's first that's, night. Rod Strong <laughs> is definitely okay. Rod, we did actually you, didn't uh, talk about a steakhouse. That, no, that's a potential. Ooh, that's actually a good one. Okay, if we were to recommend a steakhouse for Rod Strong night one, I think I'd go. Um, ooh. I think I'd go Moo in um, Beacon Hill. I've heard great things. Yeah. I've actually never been. We went once, um, and it was amazing. Uh, Abe and Louie's is a good one. Yeah, you know, we talked about this. Steakhouses. There They're is all kind of... Mastro's and <laughs> Del Frisco's. I don't... Don't go to any of those, and, Rod. I mean, Rod, you can get that. I don't Eddie Merlot's. I don't think they have that in Great Falls, but you can yeah. probably find something that, especially in Montana, they... They have to no, be they have swimming with, with steakhouses out there. So that's why, like, I like a restaurant, like, um, like that's why I said Moo, because there's also kind of a cool vibe with it. Boston Chops has kind of a cool vibe. Um, so I kind of go for more of those places. Um, yeah. And uh, not that, like, I'm going to steakhouses that often, but, you know, when you do. It's just so expensive, and that's why expensing it is, that's when well, you're going out for a business. That's why those places exist, to be honest. They only exist because a, a majority of those people are expensing. are expensing their dinners. No, so, I know. It's, you know, you can ball out. You can get the, uh, you the see sea, those seafood like, tower. and everything. Oh, you see those tables of like eight guys yes. with suits. Oh, my that, God. And they're like, they have like four seafood towers. Yeah, it's just so excessive. Oh, man. That's, yeah, that's just, that's what all those places are. They cater to those people. So, I, I mean, you know what? It, it, it's 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 good food you can't really argue with it but it's not unique to boston so no we would not recommend no it. i wouldn't i don't think you're gonna get um i don't think you're gonna get like a unique meal there so rod i would not um steer clear rod i don't care clear. what your co-workers they may try to pull you into the steakhouse but yeah yeah that's the other thing is like you know you're traveling with co-workers i don't know rod if you're gonna be able to go where you want to go but hopefully yeah. you know hopefully you are get a you know the, we didn't talk about like the dessert and you know that's the other aspect of north end you get the cannolis from mike's and that's modern, the thing all that stuff it's well just you really wouldn't want to go to modern no one not. no one goes to mike's no. yeah. mike's are like that's okay the thing with mike's is that everyone is standing in that line which is ridiculous like yeah. they're all not from boston yeah, it's, that's a little it's, tip. Bova's is yeah. better. Yeah. Modern's kind of like the one that is it. That's that's across also the street. kind of becoming Mike's, right? Yeah, I the line's also getting long there. The lines, the lines getting long. Um, Bova, I really like a lot. Yeah, that's on um, uh, the corner of Salem and Prince. Um, so that that is that's a better one, uh, but definitely not Mike's. Yeah, don't don't go to Mike's. Um, all right, so that was the mailbag for the week. We we do have a little bit of a backup of mailbag questions, so we'll get we'll, we'll work through the the pile here. Um, if you didn't if we didn't get to your question out in uh, in Denmark, then then uh, we'll we'll have to get the Google Translate out maybe for a few of these. But 
Um, it feels good to be back. I will say, you know, it, it, it feels, it feels right. Um, I know we've talked about this, that we're going to change things up going forward, getting more guests on, getting people in the industry on. I really want to do that. We are going to do that. Um, and just exploring, we'll have, you know, we'll have sandwich drafts, I think was something that we might be doing in the future. Um, so any ideas that you have, send them our way. Send them our way, and we are going to be doing more of like a. I think that the guest based model is is better for us. I think that the, that this was a good warm up. Um, I think that we had a lot of thoughts we wanted to get out. Yep. And we wanted to just get on the mics again and and be back, you know, and and talking with with everybody and and sort of uh, we had to kind of break the ice again. Uh, but I think that we'll, you know, I, I think that getting guests on will be a good formula for us going forward and like brandon said yeah get get us some suggestions is there anything like to crystallize we you know we don't necessarily need to keep this in but is there any like, closing thoughts of like there, we've, there's been a lot of stuff that's you know last week it's been a year since we've done this anything that you know anything you've learned about the food world or your own taste in food that you feel no you know, I, a little bit more profoundly now i think that after what this past couple of years have done you know dealing with the pandemic is it's really made us appreciate the idea of going out yeah it's um you know i think that having um you know having our eight month old like it, it almost accent accentuates that point in at you know you really when you go out you want it to be kind of an experience you want to have fun you want it to be a cool vibe and that really matters yeah you know if you have the best food ever in a terrible vibe it's like not really something you're going to remember. You could have just made food at home, honestly. Yep. So I think that it kind of, for me, reemphasized why I love going out, why yep. I love food, why I love restaurants. That's why we like going to places like Street Bar, you know, for the vibe, for the people watching. You know, I could get that burger at a lot of places, but the fact we're there, we got people around us, Stanley Tucci's on the couch, <laughs> yep. you know, yep. it's kind of a cool atmosphere. And that's why we love going out. And that's maybe something I rediscovered. Yeah, no, it's just a whole new appreciation for everything that goes into these meals from like this, the keeping us safe and the fact that it's so hard to hire new, you know, hire waiters and waitresses. And, you know, there's there's so much now that that, you know, you, there is to appreciate about about how these these restaurants operate and just the idea of being at these restaurants, you know, being present. We talked a lot about how mindfulness was something that a lot of people worked on throughout the pandemic and in COVID and really diving into their mental mental health. But I really do see this as a great opportunity to, you know, get outside your get outside your your comfort zone, go to a go somewhere to really just be present, appreciate the food, um, kind of go along the journey with some of these uh, these chefs and these restaurants, um, and experience something special. Um, and and I think that a lot of people, it's it's it has kind of recalibrated people's relationship to restaurants. It's not just about the food; it's about the experience and everything that goes along with it. So. Yeah. That's what I'm excited to talk about this season. Yeah. Um, showing appreciation for all of that. These restaurants have gone through a lot of these restaurants, unfortunately, haven't made it through. But the ones that have um, are stronger than ever. Just, you know, being able to adapt um, to these new this new world and these new circumstances. And it was amazing to see how different restaurants were able to make it work. Um, and, and it, you know, the struggles continue with, with trying to find find, uh, you know, people to work at these restaurants. So. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll continue to dive into that, but 
um, it feels, you know, it feels really good to, to get back out there and, and get back to, to experiencing food the way it should be experienced. Yeah. And we'll hopefully, you know, relay a lot of those thoughts to you guys this season and stay tuned for more. All right. Thanks, guys.